0: Loving Liberty Network is excited to present Ask an Immigrant, a weekly radio show by Lydia Wallace Nuttle and immigrants from all over the world who share their personal stories as to why they came to America. Lydia is the author of Forgotten American Stories, celebrating America's Constitution, and an executive board member for We the Kids, with the mission to put God back into America's history and to inspire kids to value liberty and our United States Constitution and to be proud to be
1: Americans. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for joining me on Ask an Immigrant. I am so happy that you're listening because this whole show is dedicated towards helping us and our rising generation to value and have gratitude for what we have here in America, this great country of ours. I'm really proud to be an American. You can be too. And today we have with us a special guest because everyone that interviews here on Ask an Immigrant is our special guest. But we have Ben with us today. Ben, welcome to Ask an Immigrant.
0: Hello, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on the show.
1: Yeah, so excited to have you because I've never interviewed anyone from this country before. And the country Ben is from is... Tell us, Ben.
0: It is a very small country. And it is in Southeastern Europe, Kosovo. Named Kosovo.
1: Yep, Kosovo. So I had to look up Kosovo on the globe. I knew it was in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't fully even know where to find it. And so Kosovo is a little, you're right, a little tiny country and it's surrounded by the following countries. And you let me know if I've got myself geographically correct on this, okay, Ben? (laughs) But you've got Montenegro, Serbia, Macedonia, and Albania all surround Kosovo. Thats spot on yay, and so um Kosovo declared their independence to be an independent country in two thousand eight February of two thousand eight so um, that is awesome. I love independence because <laughs> America did it the is. same thing a long time ago, so um That's right unfortunately though uh, I've learned that serbia who borders kosovo to the northeast is still not quite honoring that independence yeah
0: that is unfortunate, but that is that is true but you know we still have hope that you know that they will come around and they will just uh accept kosovo as as its own country and everyone can live in peace because there are serbians that live in uh, kosovo and uh, in northern part of kosovo and you know if they want you know something good for their own people and for everyone there to live in peace i think that should come to, to an end and just live happy everyone
1: well i support that <laughs> it would be nice if everyone could it, just it's kind of like uh a- did you do you have siblings? Were you raised with brothers and sisters? I do. I do.
0: am I'm one of seven.
1: One of so, seven. Yeah. Okay. So did you ever yeah. have like when you were in the car? Stop touching me, mom. He's got his <laughs> you know hand Catch over my side or whatever. I would. It'd be nice if we could <laughs> learn that as adults when it comes to um, our own space, our own countries. Well, um, I know. But ready. even
0: that example that you just gave is great. But if we have to think of that. I feel like every sibling or one of one of them one of us for example always was more either them wanted more or uh was more I don't know if I could say like more greedy or wanted something. So I feel like in this case happens the same. Sergeus just yeah. always wanted more and you know, hopefully they'll just learn and yeah. admit it one day.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Well, here's to that uh, day happening sooner than later because the sooner it happens um, everyone is happier and can focus on their exactly. own selves and their own families and and that's a good that those are good things to focus on rather than what what's uh on the other side of the fence <laughs> so to speak so, that's right. so but if tell you look us, at europe
0: it is yeah
1: yeah yeah that would be nice so, Ben, how long have you lived in America?
0: Uh, when, I, when I moved here, I, I visited for the first time in 2016. But then I moved at the end of that year. So I've been, I've been here uh, six years living here. And I just love it. I've lived uh, about five years in, in Utah and, or four years in Utah and two years in Montana.
1: And Montana is where you are now, right?
0: That is correct.
1: Yeah. And Ben, I understand you are waiting and have been waiting. You'll have to tell us how long you've been waiting to get your (laughs) green card so that you could be a permanent legal resident here in America, yeah?
0: That is correct.
1: So how long when did you start the process? and how long ago was that? Because <laughs> I know you're still well, waiting. Like you're supposed to get it any time now, right?
0: Well, there's a there's a, a, a process, and especially like uh, becoming a permanent resident or in anyway like if you want a legal status or anything, it is a process. And uh, sometimes you know like you can you can go and explain for hours. But for me, I've always been in the legal status, came as a student. And as I continued my, my studies and completed my studies uh, at Utah Valley University, and then um, followed with uh, the job opportunity, opportunity, and it's called, like, and then you have, like, an OPT where you can get to work. And then after that, apply for a uh, uh, permanent residency through through a job and, uh Currently, as working as a for a clinic up in montana uh, you got you got a sponsorship that they kind of like provide you uh, reason, good reasons to the to the government that uh, or good reasons to why I want to stay and why it would be for good for me to stay and how helpful I would be to the to you know to the to the clinic or to the people around and uh, I started that about uh, 10 months ago. So it's a, little, it's a long process, but in the meantime, you get to work and enjoy everything, you know. So it's about 10 months process, but it can take a little longer. It's just uh, something that, you know, is not up to me. It's up to the, let's call it the USCIS. They are the ones that uh, deal with all those cases. So, yes, well, it's about 10 months.
1: Ten months and still counting. Maybe you'll get it in time for, we're recording this right before Christmas. Maybe that'll be your best Christmas present ever. That (laughs) That is, actually,
0: that is good. That's (laughs) right. It would be a great Christmas present.
1: (laughs) Well, here's to that happening. That would be awesome. So what, um, did you ever dream in a million years that you might not live in Kosovo for the rest of your life?
0: To be honest, no. If I, I'm thinking about like before, especially before coming to the United States, I never even had an idea because I had no relatives, no family. So that was never even a thought. If I have to go so, seven years back or eight years back, I don't think I would.
1: Yeah, uh, even eight years back, huh? Yeah. yeah. So then what, what happened? Because here you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right, but I feel like uh, along the way, especially like when you're so young, you just you're still trying to uh, to grow and see what you want from life, what you're going to do in life. And I feel like when I was in my early teens, and then uh, especially like before I came here, I was always like was trying to figure out where do I want to live, what do I want to do. And I had a goal, you know, to have great education that can, you know probably helped me best way to decide what to do, where to live, how to have a great job. And then once I moved to United States, I just, uh, I fell in love with the country, with the people, with the freedom. And, um, then I was like, okay, this is where I see myself with education, with work for a good life and everything. And then it just, was a great great way for me and I feel like you know it's you have that uh, inclination that you can you know you, you know that this is where you should be right now but in the future oh. you never know
1: yeah you just kind of so it sounds like you just started walking on your path as you're growing up in your teenage years etc and yeah um and then did i catch this right you came here for educational purposes first that, that, was, that was the the reason so did That's, you get a? and still go sorry, ahead go ahead no you first <laughs> it's still what
0: <laughs> so i was i was just gonna say like so i i was still like uh continuing my education i i completed my uh bachelor of science and uh, uh in psychology and it uh, utah valley university and continuing now like with my goal into going into a a physician assistant and that's going to follow up next since I uh, completed my first step education and that's kind of like all this the reasons you know like with uh, education and work and all that kind of like it's it uh, makes you understand that this is where you should be right now
1: I like that and so did you what 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 is because There have been many that I've interviewed who came here for educational purposes, Um, but I don't think I've ever asked any of them, maybe one. And then I've forgotten his answer is, how did you uh, what was there? a? scholarship that you applied for? Or is there some place in Kosovo where like, hey, if you want to go further your education, here are all the places you could go to. You could go to this school in France, or this school in Italy, or this one in Sweden, or this one in wherever, you know, uh, and then here's the one in America. I mean, how did that work for you?
0: Okay, so it might take, I mean, for me to explain this, but it started like, so when you live in a, in a, in a small country, you haven't been much outside or visited other places to know what their education system is or anything you think that i was thinking at the time that kosovo where i was living in kosovo the education was okayish. i knew that there's better but i thought that that's you know that's what it is i was lucky and blessed in so many ways that i got to uh to meet two great americans and and then through them family Hydrick family and the, uh, it was Rick and Bev, they were saving, uh, uh, serving a mission in, in Kosovo, uh, and I got to meet them, became great friends as they got to know me and know, like, you know, like, about my education and what my goals were and everything, and then we went visiting hospitals and schools and all that, and then... They saw that and they actually kept telling me that uh, actually this is not great. You need something better because they saw something in me that there could be better and I could achieve more if I was in the right place with the right educational system because they really thought that because they knew what's better. So they, when they saw how Kosovo operates, whether in the hospitals, in the public health or the, or the education system, they just knew that that wasn't it. And they were my way, my breakthrough to America to help me come visit first. So that's why my first time in America was visiting. So I came to uh, America with their help and a Hydrick family to come visit. I spent five weeks in between Utah and California, and I got to visit uh, different colleges, different hospitals, met a few doctors, all of that, to understand that what it is uh, over here is the lifestyle.
1: And then
0: through that, I understood that actually there is better than where I was at, and this could help me achieve my goals better and sooner. So after shortly after that, I, I came back and after the visit, and uh, uh, with the help of uh, the family again, to which I'm always grateful, and especially to wonderful people, uh, June and Dun Carson. And they were they were a blessing for me in many ways because as a new student I didn't have any scholarship, didn't have anything at the moment because I, I just, uh, moved here. So they helped me with uh room and board and provided me with a car and all that, which was great for a student that didn't, or anyone that, for someone that didn't have anyone or with no friends, uh, with anything and getting through to college and everything. And then day a time, that's how I got to, uh, learn and, uh, And then by now, now I know, I feel like I know a lot now to get around, but at the time it was just difficult. And I was kind of like still in awe with everything about America.
1: Well, I think that is amazing to hear the chain of events that got you here. Um, So in order to... Come, were they kind of like your sponsors? It, I mean, was or was that, this just a verbal it. thing? Um, because did you need anything special from um, the American government in order to even go to school here?
0: So there's there's a there's a whole process in that as well because even as a student, you got to go to an embassy, uh, provide a whole lot of documentation, and of course, with the, without any sponsorship or help from whether it's a family related friend or American you know or anything in this in, in this country, I don't think it would be possible to even make it out here. but with, with the help of my sponsors June and Doug Carson and I was able to to get what I needed for the, the visa student visa and get it to a school because not only the government requires sponsorship, to, uh, to prove proof of uh, sponsorship is the university as well. I started at Brigham Young University for a year and then transferred to Utah Valley University, and that's where I completed it, my edu- my bachelor degree. But this the whole process, but of course, without help, we would not, it would not have been here.
1: Well, I guess you could say you had a bunch of miracles. <laughs>
0: And they just kept coming. That's <laughs> I what it was. Guess. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs>
1: uh, I think that's awesome.
0: I, I feel like it was just it was just meant to be because I came from a middle class family in Kosovo, and is just uh, from a lot of kids in the family. And my family just you know like they couldn't uh, just provide education outside of the country. They were doing you know great on helping me to be around and go to school and all that. Uh, with the standards over there, but they really couldn't do much because they, we were, you know, we were seven of us. So they were trying to, you know, to help each of us because we were very close in age. And then this came, and I was the first to, to, you know, to even come to America from anyone in my family. So they just, they just loved it, you know, like to see that, and they're they're also grateful for everything that uh, has happened all this time and. So, yeah.
1: So I have two questions. First is, I'm gonna tell you both so I don't forget. The second one uh, is, uh, do you then have other siblings also who are um, hoping for the same kind of opportunities that you've had? And then the second question is, what then were the circumstances like that you you mentioned the hydrix saw, who came and lived in your country and met you and could tell because they knew that, you know, they were Americans, they were exposed to what we have here in America. And they could had something had that to compare what the conditions were like in Kosovo. So if you can explain what those conditions were, and, and I'm assuming there you're talking about, you know, you mentioned educational wise, but also when it comes to medical wise, hospitals, clinics, things like that.
0: Okay. So for the first question, Um, I actually, maybe I should ask more my, my siblings, I have some that are still in uh, two or elementary school and one is in high school. So they're still little kids, but uh, I probably should ask them that, you know, if they, uh, what do they think of all this for me, you know, coming all the way here and doing my education, all that, maybe if they have something similar you know, like want to do, like wanting to do education outside the country, or if they, uh, prefer to stay. It's kind of like your choice. I was, uh, held to kind of like provided the help and then, uh, was shown what is right and all that, but it still was my choice that if I wanted to come all the way here and I just, that's what I loved. And I, I just did it. So, uh, I think I would just have to ask them to know because I haven't, I haven't had that, uh, that answer yet from them. And, and then I haven't, uh, another sister that, uh, she's the oldest and she's married and, uh, uh, she's, she lives over there. And then I have, uh, a brother that also is, is currently in America and working. And, uh, but I know that he like loves the opportunity to be here, but I know that, uh, uh, he might he might like it uh, more. He's more attached to family in, in Europe because he mentions that more often. But for me, I just have I have seen it differently over here, and I I just fell in love from day one. As for the second question, what was uh, the differences or well yeah for especially for the hospitals, the healthcare. Let's say uh, there were a lot, and I didn't know that at the time. I, for example, like, you pretty much have free health care for public hospitals and all that. But it's, in a way, it's, I feel like it's miserable, if I can say that, because there's not much, for example, like, you, you would have to, there's nothing, if you go to a hospital, maybe things have changed, but I don't think so. But last time when I was there, um, for patients to go to the for a normal visit or anything, they don't have the necessary, whether equipment or the medication that would need for an emergency. And I've, I remember when I used to do my internship at a hospital, uh, in in uh, my hometown, and I remember like uh, an emergency coming or anything, and then there were cases with, you know, like there was not enough uh, medication or what was needed to provide the help right away. So then at that time, you know, we would do what we could, what we can to help the patient. But then in the meantime, we would send the the patient's family or anyone to go buy medication from the pharmacy or something. And in the meantime, the happening, you know, the the conditions could complicate or something would happen, especially if it was a, uh, an alarming uh, condition for the patient. And that was something I never uh, understood. And even to this day, I feel like, how could that even be possible? And that was really bad. And then also I feel like the uh, people are great. They're very hardworking people. they love to work in everything, but just the conditions are not the ones that you would wanna be in, especially as a healthcare worker. And if uh, I remember, I mean, Bev Heydrich, she's a nurse and that's why she understood the, uh, the circumstances and how horrible it was. And and, and then she kept saying that uh, that just should, a lot of things should not be happening, what they were happening over there. And also mentioning the uh, sanitation and all that. So it was just not, those are the reasons that, you know, uh, I remember, especially in healthcare.
1: care. And what, what do you attribute that too i mean to to not have basic supplies to treat emergencies um to not have proper sanitary conditions um why why didn't they why don't they why doesn't kosovo have those basic standards for their health care do you think
0: so still if there's any any uh Kosovar, or anyone listening, I don't want them to think that I'm just saying all this uh now. This is something I remember from seven years ago. So if thing have changed, that's great. But I really don't think. <laughs> and we hope they have. A lot.
1: We hope they have. Well, but I back still don't think changed
0: a lot. The truth, because my family, if they have like even a normal visit, I remember. I know now that every time I talk to them, like you know they're still going to have something to complain about either uh, hospitals or private clinics or in, in general and in a lot of things. And I think it's just, uh, maybe it starts from the top, from the, from, you know, like how much the, the government helps, uh, their public, uh, uh hospitals and all that. But then also maybe to the people themselves. And I say that because maybe they, you know, they, they, uh, they don't have a system where you know to have uh, proper management, how to manage like the supply or uh, anything with, with, that deals with uh, uh, with the hospitals. So it could be you know major reasons. I, I, don't, I don't think there's one particular that you know that uh, contributes for everything for the answers, but I think there's a lot of factors that fall into that
1: i'm just um interested in the, the, there's a lot of desire here by american citizens to have free medical and free you know free healthcare free education free this free that and yours is free but it sounds like there's a glitch in there i mean free is great everyone can then receive it but it is, but it's worse. Is there a trade off because then I, it's yeah. worse health care?
0: That's actually a really good point. Because of course if you think about it, oh I have to pay a lot for health care, which all these years that I've been here now I have to pay for my insurance and all that. But I know that let's say I'm taking myself as a patient right now, if I have to go to to a clinic for a visit or anything, I know that I'm gonna have everything you know in order and i'm going to be provided the help that i need i don't have to to complain about anything because everything will be will be perfect so i think that's great but i get what i pay for now
1: hmm. in
0: kosovo or i don't know about other countries i can talk about that but in kosovo has free health care but you'd rather like you know like have probably pay something because then anyway in the end of the day you have to you end up paying for the supply or for the, or something at least. So which can cost you a lot or it can cost you a little, but still the, I don't think it's, it's uh, good enough because the outcome of, of that being free is just not great. And it's not even good.
1: Wow. Well, Ben, thanks for sharing with us all those insights. I have a final question, and that is if you could share a one-minute message with today's Americans, especially our American young people, you know, our single adults, teenagers, even our elementary kids, what would that message be?
0: All right, that is a beautiful question. And first I would say that I as an immigrant i am just every single day i start and end with a uh, with the gratitude and with being thankful for even having the opportunity to live in this country and uh, it's just something that i feel like everyone should take that shouldn't take that for granted because it is i just know for a fact that it's the the, the safest country on earth, the greatest country on earth and if there's more people that uh, just understand the importance of it for, for, for being somewhere where it's safe and you're gonna raise your family, you're gonna be somewhere that you're gonna be uh, grateful every day, I think it's gonna be a better place for everyone. And it is already a good place, but it's just more people should come to understand that there's uh, this is this is this is it. And I love to say it always that. Uh, um, if people have to understand what's going on outside and how much people admire this country and see it in a good way. So I don't think many people should believe what the media says or anyone says because this is this is it. This is a place The people are great. We should love one another, accept everyone the way they are, and respect and all that because I think that it will just be... Continue
1: to be great. I love that. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for being on Ask an Immigrant and um, sharing your story of why you came to America, and how that all worked out for you to come here and um, to to stay. And we hope you get the best Christmas present ever and get your green card. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. We wish you well. (laughs) It would be, wouldn't it? All right, we'll have to keep in touch on that one on the side because I'm anxious to see when you get it. So anyway, we'll carry on with the great work you're doing. And um, again, thanks for joining us. And everyone else who's listening, if you are an immigrant to America or have grandparents or parents who immigrated here and might be a little bit gun-shy of uh, having their story recorded, you can share their story for them. Uh, You can contact me at Lydia at LovingLiberty.net. That's L-Y-D-I-A at LovingLiberty.net. Thank you for joining me and Ben today. And go forth now and stand up today for liberty in your life.